Welcome to Define You Radio, where you get lessons, tips, and more from those who decided to define life on their own terms and are changing the lives of others. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hello, hello, and welcome to Define You Radio. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold Valencia Griffin Wallace. Make sure you are subscribed and connected to all things Define You by visiting www.defineuradio.com. Well, guys, this month, it's June, beautiful, hot June. We are talking about challenging expectations. And tonight we may or may not have a guest. It just kind of depends. But I want to talk with you, kings and queens, a little bit about the expectations people put on you. And a lot of times what we we don't think about society's expectations, personal expectations that we put on ourselves, expectations we are put on – put on us by the media, our jobs, social media, (laughs) all those different things. And instead of us making our own way, a lot of times we kind of fall into it. We fall for the okey-doke and think, okay, I have to do this this way. I have to stay stuck in this box. And the box can be overwhelming and confining. And if you're anything like me, you're a little claustrophobic and don't like to be caught up in boxes. So I wanted to just kind of talk to you guys tonight a little bit about that. And if you are on the line and want to get on the show with me as we talk a little bit about challenging expectations, go ahead and press 1. And if you're on the Facebook page, you could put a comment or inbox me. Either way, we're good. <clears throat> so one of the things that uh, with that I'm currently dealing with is this huge event I have coming up next month. And uh, some of you guys know I am speaking at the International Dare Conference in Florida, July 10th through the 12th. And this is a huge deal for me. A lot of us took um, the D.A.R.E. program in elementary school. We've heard of it in some way, shape, or form. We are, you know, everybody pretty much knows about D.A.R.E. And so I have the opportunity to actually speak at D.A.R.E. conference, and you could actually go to D.A.R.E.org to find out about that. I hope to see you guys in the beautiful, hot Orlando, Florida. So this is like a huge deal for me because in my book, Motherless Child, I actually talk about taking the D.A.R.E. classes and how I felt like I had a better uh, knowledge about drugs than the people that were teaching the program, and I'm just being honest about it. So to be able to speak there is like a huge deal, and um, I'm so excited one of my Hot Seat co-host has joined in, so I'm going to go ahead and let her on, and we're going to continue this discussion. Hey, LaVon. Hey, how are you? 
I'm doing I'm doing great actually. I was just talking to the audience um about challenging expectations. And mm. I was just getting into how um you know with me well let me kind of start. If you guys haven't heard the hot seat then you don't know who Levon is. But if you have heard the hot seat or connected to me any way, shape, or form, you know this is one of my beautiful hot seat co-hosts, Levon. If you want to go ahead and say hey. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. That was so crazy. That was so crazy. But I was just saying um, about challenging expectations and for mm-hmm. me – it's it's a personal personal expectations I have on my have on myself, you know. Yes. Um, and with me speaking at the Dare conference next month, um, that's like huge, you know. Um, because you know I talk about the Dare the Dare program in Motherless Child. Uh huh. So. Um, Speaking at the International Dare Conference, as I'm getting emails about, um, you know, hey, you know, this is the equipment we're ordering, and do you need this? And we have that, and go this way. Like I'm really psyching myself out a little. I don't want to say psyching myself out because that would imply, you know, one thing. But like I'm like, ex- you, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's like, oh Lord. Oh Lord! So it's it's kind of like a expectation I'm putting on myself of this is like a whole other level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I expected. Because you, Go ahead. And you're thinking about okay, what you're not the expectation of one. You know, it's a program that is near to you. You are familiar with it. You talked about it in your book, and it's becoming real. When they start calling and asking you, and you get an email and messages saying, you know, what do you need? You know, what time? What time can we expect you? Do we need to? Um, how many people will be joining you? It be, it makes it real, but then you have this expectation of that. You know, you you have the opportunity to impact people's lives, young people, and you kind of stress your own self out because you like you don't want to. Let- <laughs> It's not even about letting other people down. You don't want to let yourself down. And see, I, I when I think about that, and I think this is probably why. And I'm gonna say women, because you know we're women. I think this mm-hmm. is probably when when people expect you to fail. And I hate to say that because I know we mm-hmm. talked about, you know, talked about this last week and everything else. Yeah. When people don't yeah. expect you to do anything or expect you to go onto those big stages or actually do something with with your purpose or your or your voice. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like, okay, I wanna defy statistics and everything else and it is about challenging challenging and changing the narrative of expectations and proving something yes. to yourself. But it, it can get overwhelming and I think that's why a lot of women don't challenge those bad expectations or the good ones they you know what are your thoughts on that i think you have you have two scenarios you have like you said those people those women that don't challenge those expectations because they understand that in order to do that what 
the fight. You know, they don't even see the, I'm really going to have to put in some work into fight. And it's like, you know <laughs> what, I'm just not even going to do it. But then you have those that say, I'm going to go for it, and they can end up, they if they don't handle it correctly, they can almost burn themselves out. It's, I agree 100%. So being being your friend. And being someone mm-hmm. that has been um, who have thoroughly enjoyed our connection, and um, mm-hmm. th- this is where where friendships, you know, kind of really playing off our conversation last week. But this is where those mm-hmm. things are really important. To where it's I could be honest, right? And where I could be honest mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I'm over here giving myself a headache." Worrying. And I don't know why. Like, like, talk, talk to me, talk to me. And a lot of women are scared to do that, especially if you have a, a quote unquote platform or you're seen, seen as this mm-hmm. strong woman. That almost shows, like, hey, I, this is like almost like kryptonite to me, you know. Yes. But here I am as your friend, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh my gosh, Lavon, talk to me. I'm giving myself a headache." Hashtag real talk. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's where that's what we talked about, that true spirit of sisterhood, that true women supporting women, you know, come into play because that true tribe, that true, you know, sister that's going to come alongside you and go, you know, say, hey, sis, I don't know why you are over there stressing yourself out. Why are you setting up these expectations for yourself because you don't have anyone to please, you don't have to go in there and prove yourself to anyone because you've done exactly what God has called you to do. You're walking in your purpose. You're using the gifts and the talents that he has given you. You are using your voice, and what you have to realize is that when you walk on that stage, you will be the lives of people. You're going to be able to impact the lives of another little girl that's looking and thinking that I can't beat the statistic. So you don't have to go and prove yourself. All you have to do is show up and be yourself. Mm. That's some great advice. That's, that's <laughs> um, hashtag classes in session. That's, um, do you think when when women don't have that woman to go to, because Men are different. Like if I go to my husband mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, um, I'm just feeling overwhelmed, and you know everything else because of this thing coming up," you know, mm-hmm. men are very short to the point. Yeah, you Why? know, they they really are. <laughs> like they you know, are. I, I'm sure you go to your husband at those moments, and they say something simple like, "You know, you're gonna you're gonna do great. It's gonna be fine. I understand why you're nervous." And just kind of mm, leave it at you that. You just spoke hundred times. <laughs> you know you hear that. You you just spoke hundreds of times. You 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 know what you're doing. You got it. And you think it. You it's, don't get it. <laughs> it's bigger it's, than it's, that. It's, it's so it's so crazy. It's kind of like okay, if you think about <clears throat> you know, if you think about let's say you had an, the opportunity to go speak at Super Soul Sunday. For instance. Oh, jeez. Okay, so. See, that would be my stress. <laughs> I just got stressed by hearing that. <laughs> but 
Wow. But talk, but yeah. talk to me like as a friend, if you if you came to me and said, number one, I'll be asking where my ticket at. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I need to be in the front row. I need to be able to I smell know. Oprah's perfume. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. Exactly. But, uh, yes. So let's say an an opportunity like that that came about. She she read the reminder, which is Levon's book available on Amazon. Okay. Yes. So let's say she read it and she was like, Okay, I want you to come come to, to Super Soul Sunday and talk and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So so walk me through the expectation you would put on yourself and how how would you deal with that? Because of course you know it's it's Oprah. That's like it's a Oprah. huge <laughs> deal. Yes. You know everything it's from Oprah. your hair to your toenail polish. You're gonna have oh. a certain thing in your head. Like okay, yes. it needs to be this way. Yes. And okay, I'm so that, you get that I phone can, call. You, <laughs> you you hit it. I mean, you hit it on the head though, because that's for me. I'm. I'm that I'm that sister that everybody comes to that I'm going to help talk you through this process of getting there. So a lot of times when things like this happen for me, I just do it for me. I don't I'll automatically mm-hmm. have someone that is going to come in and do this. Now, I do have sisters I can go bent to and I can share with, but I'm usually that one that I set my expectations, and I do most of the time my for myself because, like I told you, I've learned that I don't have to show up, you know, to prove anything to anyone. I just have to show up to be me, you know. So I have actually thoroughly grasped that understanding. So, but for me, the expectation will be at that time I want to know, okay, what is the weather going to be like? You know, what is the color theme of her Said, you know that it's going to be because I want to know is she using a green screen in the black back or is there a live audience because I don't want my colors clashing with the background I don't want to fade away but I also at the same time I know I want people to hear me and hear the message so I'm not I may I may tell myself okay Levon you're gonna to have to tone it down okay you can't do super big hair this week and you can't your heels can't be hot pink and your jewelry can't be you know all blinged out because I that's the kind of stuff I do my expectation is what is it that I want to portray and for something like that it's I want people to thoroughly grasp the message not the messenger because I'm just at that I, I point, I'm just that. the messenger. Yeah, I'm just the messenger. I so that. I, I would, you know, maybe choose. I'm st- of course I'm still gonna be me. I want to have my own sauce, my own flavor. But it may be I may say, okay, Levon, you're gonna have to do a simple color, you know, but a nice stylish pantsuit, you know, a simple, you know, pump, you know. So I would talk myself through that part as far as the aesthetics of it. But then when it comes to the message, you know, I'm going back over reading my notes. You know, are they asking me questions that I want? You know, sometimes you'll get what questions do you want us to ask. They have their own set of questions. You know, will I be privy to seeing those in advance? Because I want to make sure that I'm representing the message. I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to answer the questions because when the message is important, I 
I want to make sure that I've done my homework. So that's the kind of expectations and the stress that I will put on myself because I'm going to I'm going to read it and I'm going to reread it. And I'm, like you said, I'm going to be stressed out because I'm going to be like, okay, what if I say this? Okay, I don't want to say that. That don't sound right. Girl, make sure you don't be smacking your teeth. Make sure you ain't sounding ghetto. Don't get a little, you know, don't let that little ratchet undertone. Try not to be petty with some of your shaded comments. You know, watch your facials. And it's crazy, but you do that because we, when you have overcome, like you said, when people didn't expect you to have a platform or to have a voice and then yet alone actually use the platform that you have and the voice that you've been giving, it's, I, we know we have to overcome the odds, but I think we get more stress because we, it's like we have to prove it to ourselves that I beat the odds. Nail on the head. Nail. That's why I love you. I'm so serious. That's why exactly one yeah. of the many reasons why I love you. Because yeah. that's what it's about. That's what yeah. it's about. I think I could mm-hmm. handle, well, I know I could handle, you know, question and answer situation, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, if you guys are just tuning in, we're talking about, expectations we we put on ourselves and expectations just expectations period and challenging them that's is that's june's theme and you have to excuse me i can't even talk because i'm serious i got an email a couple of hours ago and the rest of the day i'm like lord i just lord hold my mule or whatever else is going on in my head um so that part i could i could handle you know um uh, I can handle anything, so let me let me state this. Let me let me get that out of the way first. Somebody say, you know, but it is it's new on so many levels because I'm. This is like the layout. In case you guys are coming to the Dare Conference next month in Orlando, Florida, I'm presenting two two hour workshops. Now I could wow. Have, I don't wow. like the way you just said, wow, LeBron. <laughs> that's just awesome. I, I'm listening as I sip my coffee with my pinky out. <laughs> that's awesome. But do you, do you, do you understand like the level? I've never, okay, let's, I've never presented or talked. Well, I'm lying. I've talked for two hours before, but like on the phone, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I've yeah. never, I've never presented. So we're talking about slideshows. You know, I'm gonna have to, of course, tone tone Valencia down mm-hmm. on a different mm-hmm. level. You know, um, mm-hmm. because there there's gonna be you know politicians there. There's gonna be cops there, you know, the the ages range mm-hmm. from different organizations and stuff. So, of course, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to have to wear pants. You know, this, these are the mm-hmm. things going through my head. And you're talking mm-hmm. about two two hours, so, and I'm presenting. And so um, it's, it's a first. So I put a lot of pressure on myself I, because if, if mm-hmm. I've punk out, so to speak, or if I, um, you know, either way, let's just be honest, either way, I'm going to come away 
saying, oh, Valencia, you should have did this this way. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's just be honest because that's the kind of things we expect, you know, that we do to ourselves. So it's, it's expecting that next level. And when you, when you get there, it's like, oh Lord, wait a minute. Hold up. How, how did I get here? What am I supposed to do? You know, like you, you, you freeze Mm -hmm. that. So I don't know if I should expect less of myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. It's a whole lot of pressure mentally that no doubt I'm putting on myself. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm, I'm something listening. that just came to me. I was thinking something that just came to me is that when you get to a place where you're walking in your true authentic self, you're brave enough to speak your story. You explain. You know you're you're brave enough. You're bold enough to stand, you know, as my mother mother would say, you know, flat-footed in the face Uh of life and speak what it is you want and not be afraid. I think our expectation changes because when we're younger or before we get to that place where we're able to stand flat-footed and look life in the face and tell life what we expect out of it, we are living to the expectations of others because mm. we're either trying to please other people or we're trying to live up to their expectations or we're trying to prove them right or prove them wrong. But once we get mm. to that place where it's like we found our voice, our expectations become living out in ourselves. We set the expectations on ourselves or we live or Better yet, we live to be pleasing to God because we understand at this point, God has given me this voice. Mm. I'm walking in my purpose. It took me a long time to get here. So as long as he is pleased, I can be pleased. So, and you have to, I think you just have to remind yourself of that because I've been in that place even when you've had something and you, like you say, when you walk away, you're going to self-assess yourself. I know that. Yeah. You're going to self-assess yeah. yourself. You're going to look at any videos or tapes of footage, and you're going to think. But you, you, as you've done that in the past, you have to think about this next level has prepared you. Everything, you've already been prepared for this next level because of everything that you've already done. You've set the work because how would you be on these platforms if the foundation hadn't already been established? So I mm. guess that's why I still hold myself to a level of expectation but it's like I even with the fear, you know, I may be nervous or whatever it is, I I bottle all of that up and say, come on, girl, we're going to do this. Because if I had not been prepared for this level, I wouldn't have been pushed here. Uh. You know, you wouldn't have been pushed to that level. You can't, you can only be pushed to what you're ready for. You know, because you wow. think about... You know, I, and so that's why I say even with, with going, you know, to the D.A.R.E., you know, speak, you know, next month to Orlando, you have to just do the self-assessment for yourself. Assess, you know, okay, you know what, I've, like you said, I've spoken before. I may not have spoken two hours and done, done a presentation, but you think about all of those one-hour lectures you've given, all the training, even the pop-up trainings that you've done. It was just it was just training, you know, 
You think anyone that goes into war, goes into battle, they've never had a full-fledged war, but they've trained for it. Mm. You are so smart. So I think I... I think our expectations, we put those expectations on ourselves, but I think it's okay. And when you can get to that level where you put the expectations on yourself, I think it speaks to a level of growth because you're, not, you're no longer living to others' expectations, but, you know, you're saying I have to do this for myself and I want to make sure that I'm good and that I'm fully using the purpose that I've been created. Those gifts and talents, make sure they're being put to work. And of course, I want to look good, and um, at the same time, it, exactly. <laughs> As I think yes. about what <laughs> me wearing pants, I'm saying yes. that, but you know, me me and pants, unless they're jeans, we don't have a very good relationship. Um, yeah. I'm not a. I don't know. I don't men flex. Just I've tried. Um, but y'all know I'm we'll not have a me. conversation so. after this. I will have a conversation. <laughs> I have the perfect pants. They just flatter. But like you, you know, see, like you say, you know, okay, for this occasion, it'll be appropriate for me to wear a pants. You've made that. You you've made that decision. You're already now. You can't let your expectation be, oh, I don't look right in pants, or I'm not going to be this. My expectation is that I'm going to be so fabulous. The words that flow out my mouth are going to be so powerful. They won't even remember what I had on because they're going to remember what I said. Mm. I'm guessing if you guys are listening, you fully understand why I love her. I just had to throw that out there one one more one more again because you one more give again. one more game one more again I, that was from a song and if you under mm-hmm. what twenty five thirty you probably don't know the song is from yeah uh they may not know. if you're over forty you know it's from a song but probably can't remember what song it's from. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm seriously trying to think of what I know it's from. A I song. know. I just, I can't remember the exact song. Um, so so that I'm gonna remember it like 3 a.m. Lavon, when yes. you when you think about times in your life where you've you know put so much pressure on yourself or you got an opportunity, have you ever said no? To to something because you you felt like you weren't ready or or for for whatever reason have you ever said no um, because of, of fear I guess or because of psyching yourself out of an opportunity because y'all know I'm I'm all about saying no mm-hmm. to foolishness but have you ever said no <laughs> yeah. to to an opportunity because you basically kind of psyched yourself out of it. I haven't. I can say I haven't because I'm crazy enough to talk myself into it first. I'm like, girl, come on. You know you can do it. Even though something's telling me, girl, don't do that. You ain't ready. But, no, I can say I haven't. Um, I haven't. I had to think. But, no, I haven't. I haven't turned down one. 
Um, now I have had some fell through, and that was, and I can see, you know, I'm like, thank God, I'm glad that it did right. because I can look and say, okay, I wouldn't have been ready, or, um, or I actually had one where something fell through, and the date state, the date that they told me was different, and you know, just craziness. But after and being going back and see it, I'm like, ooh, I'm glad I didn't, you know, wasn't there, or didn't do that. Yeah. But yeah. I never actually said no because. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was, I allowed my fear of expectations of myself or thought that I wasn't ready. I hadn't. Now, I'm not going to say I won't because, but (laughs) I just, I haven't right now. Great uh, answer. So my next question is, have you ever, uh, I don't want to say applied for an opportunity, but I guess that is a word. And, guys, these Mm -hmm. these are things that apply to all aspects of your life. You know, um, Mm -hmm. when I talk about apply for opportunities or different things like that, it could be uh, applying for for a job or applying, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to get started on buying a home. Those, I remember when we filled out the, um, the, you know, started the the process with our home, right? And Uh when you're looking at houses, it's one thing. But when you actually get to sign that million-page document and you're like, oh, my God, this is the rest of my life, you kind of go through that like, what what have I what have I done? Like you kind of don't know how to feel. Have you ever had that happen where you you were ready for the next level? You applied for something to take you on the next level, and then you kind of had this moment of, wait a minute, what did I just do? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's Look, funny. You're laughing, that you, I'm listening. <laughs> it because I mean, I, and I've sadly I've experienced that a couple of quite a few times because you know I would say probably writing my first book. When Mm -hmm. I, you know, I went to, I took the VIP class, and so I was excited. I'm like, oh, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. Then when it was like, you know, I actually did the contract and was like, you know, a few months, it was a few months later, and then it was like I got that first assignment, and I'm sitting there thinking, why why am I doing this? You know, who, you know, I started to play, well, who's going to want to hear your story? Do you really think uh, you're a writer? You know, just because you wrote a few pages of this and you thought you wrote some stories and people said they were good, they don't make you a writer. You know, I begin to question myself. And, and even more, I would say, when it got closer to the lunch date and things started happening and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe I thought, maybe I heard God wrong. You know, I almost wanted to start talking myself out of it and to mm. start, you know, like, you know, uh, this wasn't for you. And, you know, and even in the corporate world, I've done the same thing where, you know, I've applied for some a position and was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and walk in and you find out who some of the other people that's also going up for the job. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I measure up to them, you know. Oh, look at their resume, you know. Look at, you know, I know, when you know, you know the people and I'm thinking, "Mm, I may not be, you know, I don't know if I'm as good as 
I think I am. And then, and especially if you don't get the position or get the, um, you know, speaking engagement or whatever, and you find that it kind of uh, causes you to, like, question, I guess I want to say, kind of question, like, maybe am I really as good as I think I am? Yeah. You know, or you yeah. see their credentials and you say, oh, okay, I need more work. So, yeah, I've, I've been there. That is, you hit the nail on the head on so many um, levels with that statement. Because I have, and this is like hashtag real, real talk, guys. Y'all know how mm-hmm. we do it. But I have, you know, applied for smaller in- engagements, right, oh. smaller mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. engagements. You know, um, and, you know, then you get that email back that, that no one really discusses that email you get get back however long, you know, long enough <laughs> that you forget you even applied for the speaking engagement, to be honest, yeah. um, uh-huh. that says, you know, un, you know, da-da-da-da-da, blah, 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 like the Charlie Brown teacher, wah, 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 and then you see, unfortunately, mm-hmm. And then, for, then that that is when I go into questioning yeah. myself, you know. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. so crazy because, like I said, these are are you know small smaller things. It you know I could accept and unfortunately from from Oprah, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, girl, you know, like, well, I got, I'll just be happy I got an email back, you know, to be I honest. I know, I would but, um, too. <laughs> girl, I would frame it. I yes. would frame it, all one million of them, yes. you know, because I'm just saying. But mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, it's those little things that start chipping away slowly. And some people start lowering their expectations of themselves yes. and stop going for the big opportunities and instead let me go smaller than this or smaller than that. Like that African um, mm. proverb about the mosquito, you know, wow. um, how does it go? Like you, if you think you're too small to make a difference, um, try sleeping with a, a mosquito in your tent or something. So I know I'm butchering mm-hmm. it, but it's something that mm-hmm. way. But you you mm-hmm. you start chipping. It starts chipping away at at you and who who you know you are, and you yeah. almost start lowering your expectations. Wow. Your thoughts. That's true. That is true. I mean, that is very mm-hmm. true because you feel like you've gotten turned down. You know, if I've gotten turned down by you know this. And in our minds, we're thinking this little magazine or, you know, this right. women's conference, you know, because you're thinking it's like these aren't even big. Yeah. This is just a one-day, you know, two-hour women's conference, and it ain't going to be but about 30 people there at best. Right. Or, you know, you know that it's not going to be large on a larger scale. So to apply for something like an Oprah, you're thinking, girl, you out of your mind. You can't even get this little um two-hour women's conference over here, what makes you think you're going to get a whole hour segment, you know, with Oprah? You know, you couldn't get, 
a 30-minute workshop, you know, that you couldn't even get a vendor table. So what made you think you was going to get this? You know, so you do begin to lower your expectation. But something you were saying, Valencia, and I was going to ask you, do you think that sometimes those smaller no's are because God wants us to go after the big yes? Because we have lowered our standards that he's actually wanting to push you to a higher because you, like you said, you've gotten you've gotten turned down from smaller scales. But look, you're getting ready to do a two-hour workshop, and you uh. think, okay, I was able to get a two-hour workshop, but I couldn't even get a thirty-minute um, panel interview over here. All I could say is hashtag Amen. <laughs> I mean, and, when you said that, I it, just made that. me think about it. But you know, you know what. Again, I must say, and I probably say it a million times and will say it a million times more, this is why I love you. <laughs> because we don't, we don't, um, in the moment, we don't mm-hmm. think about it. And in our feelings, we don't think about mm-hmm. it. But it takes that, this is why it's so important for women mm-hmm. to support women and women to let their, yes. you know, let their voices be heard and women to, you know, encourage each other and, and connect and all those things we talked about last week because it, it takes a, another woman to to give you that perspective because, you know, that's real talk. It's like, you know, somebody, let's say they're out there dating in the dating world and, mm-hmm. you know, can't get in a, you may can't get in a relationship with those ugly men because mm-hmm. God has your husband who's handsome and fine or for instance mm-hmm. waiting on mm-hmm. you. You know, but in, in the moment you start beating yourself up like you said. Like you yeah. really do start questioning questioning that. And it is that's a, a mindset that you gotta be able to boomerang into. Yes, and kind of like, who are, who are you to tell me no? Do you not know I got X, Y, and Z, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's hard to go to that in, in the moment. And when we even look at, you know, women uh, and women's self-esteem, is we, we are strong women. But at the same time, there are parts of us that are I don't I don't know I don't really want to use the term fragile but that's the only thing I could think of at the time. There mm. are parts of us there there are things that, that may happen that'll bother me that won't bother you. And there's things mm-hmm. that are happen that'll bother you that won't bother me. And mm-hmm. so those parts of us are are fragile, you know, and it may take uh, a whole a whole lot to strengthen that area up because you know it is you know what I'm saying but you something you said Valencia because you, you even said when we're in our feelings you know at that moment when we get that letter that unfortunately letter we are you know for even if it's for a brief moment we get in our feelings and but what about that I guess in it I'm trying to find the right way to say it. Thing, like you said, that fragile part of us, that part that you say you want to want it to be fragile, is usually where our feelings are connected. You know, whether 
it's a heart connection or it may be just a sensitive area for us. But it is that moment when you're in your feelings that we, you know, kind to kind of allow it to chip away at us. And like you said, if we don't have that boomerang effect, be like, you know what, girl, that's all right. You know what? I don't need this little job anyway because God has something bigger and better for me. No, maybe I don't need to be doing these little small um, platforms, you know. Maybe God is wanting me to go aim higher. Because sometimes mm-hmm. if we settle for that when, you know, if we don't stay in our feelings, sometimes it's okay to be in those feelings for a moment, but we need to have that boomerang effect or we need to have that sister that's going to have that boomerang effect that's going to, you know, come around and kind of shake you back to reality. Because if we don't, we get stuck. If we get that yes, for some of us, we get that yes, we will settle for those smaller stages. Because we won't think we can get any higher because they said yes. But if wow. you get that no sometime on that smaller stage, you may get that boomerang effect. Or you get that system be like, girl, I don't know why you applied for that little um five-minute session over there anyway. You should have been applying for this. You know you've been speaking for this long. Mm-hmm. Or you've been giving or you've been serving. You have to have those moments because as sure as that no or that denial comes, what is truly meant will come to you once you get in position to hear that, okay, girl, get your stuff back together, get in position, and let's go after the big guns. So, or I mean, I like that, you know, formation. that boomerang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I had your back last week. I had your back last week. <laughs> if the hive was coming, I had your back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were because you know they don't play all together, right? Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all wondering what we talk about, talking about? Y'all have to listen to last week's hot seat, which yes. was real hot. Um, yes, yeah, that was. was a moment. <clears throat> but I, I got you, I got you. But um, yes, I, you know what's funny? Uh, because when when I applied for it randomly. Right, I don't know how I ran mm-hmm. across it, and this is this is real talk. I don't believe in uh coincidences, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how exactly. I ran across it. I think I was looking for um some statistics or something like that um oh. to go in the book, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I saw I ran across the the conference, and I was like, well, you know psh, whatever that that was my attitude. I kid you not that was well psh. You know, let me see what this really? is. And I just, uh-huh. no lie, no lie. I literally um, applied for it, forgot all about it, right? Because this was um, maybe like October of last year. And on the thing, it said, you know, we'll notify the uh, speakers in February. So literally, oh, yeah. I literally put it out. Forgot all about because it. Because Forgot all about it, and then wasn't. Uh, and this is this goes to our expectations, right? Wasn't even mm-hmm. expecting to hear back. Wasn't expecting to get it because if they watched any of my videos or Facebook lives, <laughs> so this is this, these are the things in my head. So I, I went in. I just applied like Psh, whatever, you know, literally, and um. Mm-hmm. 
when I got and I got notified by them in November. And I had wow. to hold I had to hold on to that. Um I had to hold on to that information until February when they officially announced it. And oh, wow. it was it was like like really? Like when I got the email, I think I read it like a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. Um because A, you know, how quick they came back and notified me and B it it was an opportunity I went into not expecting anything. Mm. And you know, and and that says I don't I don't because sometimes people will say you know if you expect nothing <clears throat> you get nothing right. I've heard exactly. that said a lot of times, but I have. me just mm-hmm. being me me being one hundred percent honest, I I just I filled out the whole little deal and left it alone. I did it and walked away. I didn't I didn't pray about it. I didn't do anything. I did it and I just walked away, literally out of my mind. And wow. I I think that if you look at you know it took faith for me to fill it out. Mhm. Because I actually had to do something. Right? And then I just walked walked away. Like it makes sense in my head. I can't really verbalize what what I'm trying to say. Um, but it's those things that we overthink mm-hmm. that that we you know get worked up about, right? And here's this yeah. opportunity. I, I went in expecting nothing, but I just filled out the filled out the uh, speaker proposal, you know, and just walked and left it alone. Wow. I would love to hear so, your thoughts. Throw some well, I was to ask baby. you so. <laughs> well, I wanted. Well, <laughs> first, I wanted to ask <laughs> when you wait, okay, okay wait. because so I let love. Me say this too. One of my <laughs> friends, when I told her about it, honestly, she said this was her exact mm-hmm. words. Girl, how did you even know to apply for that? I don't. I've never knew anybody. You know, like it's huge, and I was like. Mm-hmm. I stumbled on the website looking for something else. They had a thing. I went ahead, filled it out, and and mm. and left it alone. Cause, okay, now you go ahead. I talk myself well, into see, a whole other headache. I don't even think. I don't even think it. For you, you think you just happened upon it, and that was it. But the ease of you filling it out and being able to walk away and not stress over it. I mean, to literally just do it and ha- almost have a peace. For me, I always say those that those I, things like that, when something happened like that, moments like that are like God moments because the ease of it. It was in order. It flowed. It was just peaceful. You didn't stress over it. It was like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, this looks interesting. Let me touch in my information. You know, it's almost like when you're doing something and you get to the end and they say, oh, apply for a credit card, and you just do it. Don't even think you're going to get it, but if you do it, you're going to get an extra 10% off, and then you're like, oh, I got it. You you didn't – it was just the ease of it. 
it makes it feel like a God moment because you wasn't expecting. And then for it to get a reply back so soon when they already said they weren't notifying people to February, it just speaks to that level of just being in tune with God, that level of faith that if it was meant for you, it was going to come to you. So whether you had a clicked out for that and went on something else, that somehow you would have ended back up on that same page because it was mm-hmm. just a moment that was meant for you. But I went, But when you were talking, I, what made me want to ask the question is that when you filled out the application and you're sitting there, you know, going through the process, and I can, I mean, it's like I can almost see you sitting there filling it out. You wouldn't even give it a second thought. you just answering the questions, and even you answering the questions was easy for you because, you know, a lot of times those applications for speaking engagements can be so detailed because they want to make mm. sure they get the right person. But mm-hmm. to sit there they and want just kind of like born. flow from, yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. And you're trying to remember maintenance and everything else, but you're just flowing through, filling out the answers, almost not even having to think about it. That's how ease of it it was, which a, a, another clue that it's a God moment. But when you said you walked away from it without, you know, any expectations, you know, and since we're talking mm-hmm. about expectations on tonight, I'm just wondering, you know, and maybe some of your callers, someone have a, can answer this, like, why don't we, in those type of moments, why don't we have an expectation? Whether yeah. it's to, to win or to lose, you know, what causes us to have those moments where it's like we have no expectations? So, like, for you, do you what made you have no expectations? First off, let me say wow, and <laughs> wow, and and I'm I'm gonna be like one hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't allow myself to emotionally invest in the opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know, and I know it it has a lot to do with how I grew up and, you know, my life is mm-hmm. like um, there was this thing like I posted as I was growing, guys. So if y'all run across it on a Facebook memory, no, I was still growing into Valencia. So this had to be like 20, 2012, 10, I don't know, whenever. But it says, okay. um, it said like make sure when you try to wait, when you try to hurt my feelings, make sure I have them. Mm. <laughs> because, you know, throughout life, and, and I, a lot of people go through this, it's easier to not emotionally invest either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you can't be affected either way. When you mm-hmm. When you emotionally... Um, invest, and I say emotionally invest because anytime you win something, you emotionally oh. invested in that. You know what I'm saying? Anytime yes. you lose, mm-hmm. you it's because and, and you feel that way. It's because you emotionally invested in it. So exactly. I felt like honestly, I went through this went through this thing, and this was just last year, um, to where I felt like I, number one, I've never applied for something that big. So mm-hmm. 
I went into it literally not thinking about it at all, not thinking about either A, ooh, yay, I'm going to get this, or B, ooh, I'm not going to get it. I just kind of went mm-hmm. numb on the situation. And and that's sad to say, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I did. And those are, are things that I'm still growing through because still sometimes now it's easier for me to go numb than to emotionally invest in exactly. certain certain things, you know. And these are these. This is we should have did a Facebook live, you know, uh, <laughs> a Facebook this. But the way, see, but see the way my hair set up. Um, <laughs> but that that is you true. Is so crazy. And um, <laughs> you know, even even with. Even if you think about, like, women in relationships, sometimes it's easier for mm-hmm. people to feel nothing than to feel either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that survival mode of feeling nothing kicks back back on, you know? I'd love to hear your so, thoughts. I, you I, I hear your, your wheel turning. <laughs> yes, because something you said, well, it brought two questions for me. One, because one, the emotional part, and, you know, we know as women, speaking from a women perspective, we are more emotionally, I would say, in tuned um, because it's the, it was the way that we we were created. We talked about that on last right. week. We are just, were created to be emotionally in tuned and be emotionally connected to things. And so, yes, we do um, sometimes disconnect. Um, but my question, what I was going to ask you, do you feel that knowing that this was the DARE program, knowing your relationship growing up, do you think at any point during the process of filling out this application that taking you back, part of you went back to that that girl um, during that time and that's what caused you to cut off the emotion? Mm. I think I went to I, – I really – I'm trying to think how to answer that question because um, it's still a very emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went through this. So, you know, just like um, – you know how I talk about in the book about not being able to say goodbye to my mom mm-hmm. and emotionally mm-hmm. disconnecting for my survival. So, mm-hmm. but now as I as as I've gotten older, I've allowed myself to feel uh in for certain things. And and I've allowed yes. myself and you know, people think it's it's crazy, but honestly, my husband can count how many times he's seen me cry because wow. and I'm still learning to to process emotions like that so um my my thing was it, I have to emotionally disconnect because what what if I get there and get to talking about what the what it didn't do for me and start mm-hmm. crying like, because when you start, like, allowing yourself to feel emotions, mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm allowing myself to feel them. So, meaning I have yet to learn how to control them, I guess. I don't want to say it like mm-hmm. that, but that's, uh-huh. that's how it's coming out at this time. So, I went back to that little girl watching the uh, the drug commercials. Um, uh-huh. But then it's certain things that will trigger that response to where I have to emotionally cut off. Like, when people share crackhead videos or make crackhead jokes or whatever. I have to emotionally disconnect to keep me from feeling that again. Because, you know, I remember, you know, certain things like they happened yesterday when it comes to that point in time in my life. So if I don't emotionally disconnect sometimes, um which is what I what I did with this situation, mm-hmm. you know, because who's, who's heard, uh, who's ever heard of, you know, at, at the D.A.R.E. conference, for instance. Um, yeah. And y'all have this season because LaVon got my head, like, going in circles. But uh, <laughs> the, the caliber of speakers, the types of speakers, they've had the attorney general speak there before. I'm talking about, you know, it's it's like, that kind of people, I, and you yeah. know, like politicians and stuff, people that have book experience with what I lived. Mm-hmm. So, because you know, reading about you know things in a in like my psychology book versus living it is two different things. So, it was like questioning my like, you know, the drug addict's daughter is speaking at the. Dang on drug mm-hmm. conference. In in exactly. what world does that happen? So I had to emotionally disconnect because I didn't want to, to feel either way. Like feel like, yeah, I have to get it. I deserve to be there so I could do X, Y, and Z or, you know, no, I'm not gonna get it, don't do it. I don't you know, so I emotionally disconnected so I expected Nothing. I don't know if I answered your question yeah. or not, but it made sense in my head. <laughs> oh, you did. I mean, you said a mouthful because it's if you think about and as you go back and listen, because I know you listen to your replays, you listen and you think about because you you were we started the show. We started out at the top of the show talking about the expectation you have going in you know, the stress level, the anxiety that's also coming with the expectations that you're putting on yourself, those are directly connected to what you just said. Because for you, like you said, you are going back to speak to you have even stated in your book was not there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't able to answer or when able to help your your questions or your situation. And so, like you say, and then you're processing, I don't want to get up there and be crying because I'm beginning to share my story. Because you don't want to have to process and deal with those emotions at that time. But right. the key is that expectation is that, it just goes back to what we said at the beginning, is that you're at this point you're not there to prove anything to anybody. You know, you don't have to prove anything. All you have to do is show up and be who you are and be able to be an example because for someone 
who's in your position, some little Valencia, who's needing you because you know what it's like not to have you. You will be able to be up there and speak to what she knows or what he knows because you lived it, you experienced it. You can answer those questions because, see, they're sitting there saying the same thing. How are they going to be saying all this? And this is what I have right. to go home to. Y'all aren't really speaking the real, real truth. Right. So, it, I mean, you're, you're putting this expectation on yourself because you're, you don't want to have to connect with the emotion. But I think you're just at the phase where it's time for you to connect with that emotion because it is not even for you, but it's for that person, that little boy, that little girl, or even that instructor or that volunteer that's going to have to answer to that little boy or that little girl. Because you're going to give them knowledge that they they don't realize. They may not even know. So now they can better handle those kids that are hurting. That's why so I love you. I think you. it just came. It came. It, <laughs> it comes back to it. The reason why you had no expectation is the same reason why you're putting this amount of expectation on yourself now. Mm. From from no expectation to. Mm-hmm. Crazy expectations. That that mm-hmm. is life. Like it is. You know, from not from not expecting to get pregnant because uh, you don't want kids to having mm-hmm. a son that's about to move away and do his last two years of college two hours away. I don't know if yep. that's the same, but emotionally, that's where I'm at. But you you know yep. what's crazy? That's why. I didn't want to have kids, um, and and some some and I've said this before because a I was like I, I'm a jack a kid up like I'm a mess a kid up like I don't know that was my whole thinking and I knew uh-huh. that was a that would be an emotional connection um, that at the time you know I was 19 when I got pregnant. Um, I didn't want to feel anything. I know this conversation is going going in a in a different but same same direction. <laughs> same direction. But it was you know, and then being being a mom, a single mom, of course I put like expectations on on myself and but it all kinda of, kinda of go goes back to that emotional connection, you know, mm-hmm. like what if I have this kid, this, honestly, what if I have this kid and I feel nothing? Because I didn't know I was capable of feelings, if that makes sense. Um, well, yeah. Because of the simple fact that I, I cut them off. And uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of women do this without admitting to it. Like, for me, it was oh, yeah. easier for me to express anger than to, to be an emotional woman. I was okay with being an angry black woman, right? I was okay with that. I was not okay with being an emotional woman or a woman that had feelings. Mm-hmm. And then if we kind of bring it back crying. to what, Yeah. You didn't yes, want to be I crying. Want, I didn't, because to me, 
then, and it made sense. And I think, and if you look at social media, you see a lot of people post things, and you read in between the posts, so to speak. I think a yes. lot of women feel like they have to cut cut off their their emotional connections because they have been hurt too much in different ways or disappointed expecting things. Exactly. So many fail, so, you know, expectations, the disappointment after disappointment after disappointment that, like you said, at that point you have no more expectations and you have, you know, no emotions because it's like, you know what, I'm not going to get my hopes up high, you know, or you get to the point where, like we said, it, it can be connected to relationships, that you settle for this man, that you know that it's no good, that it's abusing you, you know, that it's cheating on you because you don't even realize that there is something better, that you can have better. Your expectations mm-hmm. is so low. This is what, this is all I'm going to be able to have or to get because you've had mm-hmm. so many failed, you know, disappointments or relationships before that. It's like I'm just going to settle for this. And that's, and I guess, if we had to say anything to sum up this show or to bring it all together is that we are, we women, we are emotional. And I think men do the same thing. I, I just think men's level of expectation is, it's like if you had to draw a line or if it was a fuse, their fuse would be shorter than women because we may put up with ten <laughs> failed relationships, you know, and disappointments before we finally just give in and, you know, and may settle for just whatever. Well, a man, you know, he can be cheated on once and he, you know, he, I don't have nothing else to do with her. Or, you know, I've just given up. They cut it. You know, they don't keep dealing with, I don't think, the repetitive cycle of the disappointments and the expectations that chip away with it. But as women, we have to realize that a disappointment, Cannot we can't allow a disappointment to lower our expectation to the point that we lose track of our feelings, that we forget or we disconnect from our feelings because we were created to be a feeling being. We were created to have these emotions and to express them. And one disappointment or one failed expectation or failed relationship or, and, you know, someone has broken your heart or even broken your spirit, we have to realize that at some point what is required of us is so much bigger than us. And it doesn't matter how many disappointments we have until we get to that place where we're in a position where we've lined up with what it is we were intended to be doing on this earth with our true God-given purpose and understand the value and the love for ourselves that we say, you know what, I'm not going to settle for this because I deserve better than this. I'm not going to settle for a no because I know that I'm a great speaker. So this one says no, then I'm going to go here. If this man won't do right, you know what, forget it because he can um, hit the door because I know what I expect. Because once we get to that place where we can do that, understand and know what we expect, we can better empower ourselves to speak those expectations, but it begins with that mindset. You have to understand mm-hmm. that I I stand in expectation. I stand with the level of expectation that says I can, I will, and I am. If if I took you a picture right now and sent it to you or posted it, it's, 
<laughs> oh my God, what's she gonna say? I was wait, I was serious up until that point because like I'm still serious, but it's so crazy because literally, um, at Define You Live last year, I had wrote on like this little chalkboard thing, and I have it on my um, desk, and it says, "I am, I can, I will." I I promise on everything I love. I promise. I promise. Um, And I need to read that to myself every day from now on. Because, you know, when something sits there, kind of sits there, you don't pay attention to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. LaVon, you kind of summed it up. You, (laughs) You summed up the show so eloquently. You know, next Tuesday is another hot seat Tuesday. Oh, yes. Y'all get ready. Yes. There's no telling what what we're Mm-mm. going to talk about. Um, but the one thing I want to definitely say is thank you so much for hopping on tonight and giving, you know, great advice as, as always. And that's one of the things I think people enjoy about Define You Radio and definitely the Hot Seat Tuesdays is because it's real women with, you know, real emotions and real issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Someone may not have a, a issue with, you know, going to speak on a, a big stage. Their issue may take in, taking the leap and applying for that job or taking the leap and you know, um, going for starting a business and it's, you know, going going into things and not beating yourself up and, you know, and those God exactly. moments happen because I never thought yeah. about it like that. I just think I just yep. do random stuff. This is how I resolve <laughs> things in my head. I've run across random stuff, but it's the random stuff that I run across that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to just do this and see what happens or whatever. It's, it's the mm-hmm. what I call random stuff that I put out of my head. And then I get an email and be like, what? when did I even do this? Those, mm-hmm. are, those are God moments. So I can no longer yes. call them random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Because I'm there's what seven billion people in the world. I'm sure there's like fourteen billion things you could run across online. Mm, um, oh gosh, yes. You know, so that's some some and great advice. That's why I love right. Crazy. So uh, my, I'm a I'm a. Would you like to leave the audience with a a tip? And I'll leave them with the tip, and we'll close out tonight's show. I would say if I have a tip uh, just being that I mean I love title of the title for define you. I just love that those words define you. And I think at the end of the day that's what our expectations do. They define us. Because whether your your expectation is high or whether your expectation is low, the actions that proceed from those expectations, those expectations is what's going to define you. Okay, so I'm not going to close out the show with a tip then. I I think LaVon hit the nail on the head. She built a house with hitting the nails on the head. LaVon, 
love you to pieces. <laughs> Guys, make sure you connect with the show. Definitely connect with LaVon. Um, LaVon, go ahead and drop your website. I'm going to post it on the Facebook page, but go ahead and drop it for for those that's not on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook and want to um, check out my website, it's www.lavoncopeland.com, L-Y-B-O-N-N-E. That's LaVon with the Y and two N's, Copeland with the D. Yay. Very and, easy. guys, y'all could <laughs> catch her on, on Define You Radio, Hot Seat Tuesdays, a couple of times a, a month. Um you see why why I have her why why I have her that sounds kind of possessive uh, <laughs> why I'm connected with her and you know I definitely want to encourage the the women and the men all the listeners is find that person now me and Lavonne have never met in person but we will now that was possessive <laughs> but find find that person who <laughs> who can. You know, y'all can have these real conversations, you know, that you can be open mm-hmm. and, and honest, and they give you another perspective on on different things. So when I say challenging expectations, challenge what you expect friends to be. Yes. Like raise your yes. expectations yes. When, it, when it comes to friends and people that come into your life. You know, now I that's have a hashtag, people, amen. Yes, hashtag, Girl. hashtag bread out. Yes. And you got to go listen Don't to the show last yes. week about the bread out. But, yes. you know, it's the, take we, we have to. We, have, you, we yeah. have to. And when you find that that person, that, that friend, that you can have those real conversations without judgment, everybody else mm-hmm. should meet or exceed that level. Don't go backwards. Yeah. Don't go backwards. Yeah. So um, sometimes that means your circle may become a dot. It is what it is. So with that being said, (laughs) we'll see y'all next Tuesday. It's a hot seat Tuesday, of course, so make sure y'all don't miss it. Class is officially over. Make sure you connect with LaVon. Um, The information will also be on Define You Radio's Facebook page. And with that being said, Y'all have a great week. See y'all next week. Yay. Good night. (laughs) Good night. Thank you for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect to the show on Define You Radio's Facebook page or visit ValenciaGWallace.com. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition, and what you do with that is up to you.